Hey guys, this is Joe Costello from Hidden Horsepower. Just wanted to let you know about the next Engine Performance Expo. We're talking about January 13th and 14th. We're going to be live streaming the entire event on YouTube. That's right. No more sign in or register or any of that. Just go to YouTube and you can do it right now and search Engine Performance Expo. Expo. Subscribe, click the bell for notifications, and then when we go live January 13th and 14th, you won't miss a second. We're going to have some of the best engine builders in the world all there talking about the ins and outs of engine building and high performance. In the meantime, let's kick it back out to the Engine Performance Expo for an encore presentation for a great interview we did with engine builder Vic Hill. The following is brought to you by Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. TotalSeal.com. Here at the Engine Performance Expo, Joe Costello and Lake Speed joined by Mr. Vic Hill for a live episode of Hidden Horsepower. Lake, very excited about this one. Vic's got a, a great background. He was there for a lot of the golden era when your dad was racing. Right. I'm a race fan watching on television. Vic is out there building, building power. Vic, welcome. Thank you. So one cool thing about Vic is he actually worked at Bahari mm -hmm. with Mark Cronquist, mm -hmm. who was sitting in this chair yesterday. Really? So yeah, sitting right where you are. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen Mark in ten years or more. So that was one of the things that Mark really commented about how much he enjoyed this. Is yeah. like, I mean, he was talking to Keith Dorton and Billy said, "Man, I haven't talked to these guys in 10, 15 yeah. years." Yeah. It's yeah. like you know, if, if you don't stop for a moment because you're always so busy and laser focused on what you're doing. Right. You, just, you, you miss that interaction. Mm -hmm. You know, you miss so. your friends that you grew, you know, we grew up doing this. Right. I started in the, the cup stuff in 83, right out of high school. And uh, how does like, that happen? How does that happen? There's, there's got to oh, be a gosh. great story right there. Yeah, I started okay. in the cup stuff right my, out of high school. It's like, no, you can't, <laughs> you can't skip that. We've got a lot of time. My background in, in racing at that point was uh, nothing. Uh, pretty much my family, my granddad was a, he was chief of staff, doctors. No one knew anything about racing, and I watched it on television, believe it or not. And uh, my dad told me, he said, if you want to be in this, you need to move to North Carolina. So I worked in Pigeon Forge and worked at go-kart tracks and water slides <laughs> and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. Saved up 500 bucks and shot off to Winston-Salem and uh, got a room over there in a boarding house, believe it or not, for okay. the School of the Arts. Yeah. Cost me 100 bucks a month, right. and I was at Childress's every day. Want a job, want a job. Mm -hmm. Well, my resume wasn't anything but water slides and stuff like that. But anyway, uh, finally, Bob Gurrell yep. came out and he did the cylinder heads then. And so I get hired, I think. So I go in there and he's, he's, uh, he's got me flowing cylinder heads, angle milling cylinder heads, and just some basic stuff. And I'm working my ass off while I'd been there a month. Mm -hmm. Never got any money. Well, by this time... <laughs> I'm broke. Right. And there was a neighborhood, you know, over from Childress's his old place yes. there. And he thought it was just some kid out of the neighborhood that came there to work. Anyway, uh, so I went to Bob. I said, look, I, am I going to get paid here, get a check? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I'm broke. I said, I'm from Tennessee. I had 500 bucks, drove that Maverick over here. And he went, oh, hell. He said, I thought you were just some kid in this neighborhood. So he started paying me out of his check. No. And yes, he did. And so we stayed, I stayed with him, and actually Bob and I both, Bob left and went, made that, what was it, Flow Dynamics, and mm -hmm. just did cylinder heads for different teams and different stuff. Did that for, uh, it was in Madison, North Carolina, and uh, I met, that's how I started racing. I actually met some guys that owned a gas station up there, their brother raced, and they said, hey, would you like to race? I said, you, you build an engine, we'll build a car. Oh, hell yeah. 
So that's how I started racing there. Anyway, I went back to Childress's after that. Bob and I both did with Earnhardt and was there, I guess, through 80, 87. And at that time, I still had aspirations of being a, you know, a Dale Earnhardt or whatever. And uh, so I went with Bobby Walwack. Remember him? Oh, yeah. I remember well, Bobby he did Wallach. a lot of R&D with Childress on engine stuff. He'd right. run whatever. Well, I went to his place for a year or actually eight months and was going to get to drive his car at North Wilkesboro. Ooh. And I'm 21 years old thinking, this is great. So I worked my butt off, and uh, it didn't happen. <laughs> we won't get into all right, that, right, but it yeah. didn't happen. It yeah. didn't happen. So at that point, I went to work for, uh, where did I go after that? I guess I went to work for uh, Kelly Goldberg. Right. And I worked there. And my dad drove there. Your dad drove there. I was there with him and Dale Jarrett, his retirement year. Yep. With your dad, Trickle. Yep. And ended up being crew chief for Trickle a little bit when he drove Ken Allen's ARCA cars yeah. and so on. And we ran a few cup races. And anyway, J.E. Beard was J. E. there. J.E. Beard. Because J.E. was Rob, my dad's head engine builder. He was a head engine builder. He was, when I was there, uh, Keith Russell and J.E. Okay. Were there. And then by the time your dad got there, it was J.E. And I had moved on um, and was just doing cylinder heads for different people at mm -hmm. that time. Because I was racing every weekend. And... Uh, that's when Mark Conk was called. Said, "Look, we need somebody. We need some help up here." So I went up, met him and Chuck Ryder and Bill Ingalls, crew mm -hmm. chief. Yeah, exactly. Went to work there. Worked there for, I guess, till '92. Right. And then and that's, Ron, the, that's the '30 Pennzoil car with yeah. Michael Walter. Yeah, with yep. Michael Walter. Great time. And uh, Ron Perrier was head engine builder <laughs> the, by the time I left. So <laughs> and Ron and I didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. Uh. And Ron fired me. And I was like, okay, well, it, it just gave me more time to race, basically. So I left, and this is what's coincidental about racing's full circle. 20 years later, 25 years later, Ron is at, at uh, Morgan, Morgan McClure's and calls me. My shop's, you know, 100 miles from here and says, Vic, we need some help up here mm -hmm. in the cylinder head department. Right. I'm like, really? So I drive up, and the same guy fired me 25 right. years earlier. <laughs> and so ended up, until they closed, I did all their cylinder head stuff, yep. you know, redid whatever heads they had, did some new heads for them, got to test drive their cars. I loved it. I had a ball. I, I hate the cars. I didn't know you test drove some cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Larry, on you, Larry actually said, hell, you are a race car driver, but you're just too damn old now. Oh, I, won't, yeah. I won't say what I said back to him, <laughs> but you know me well enough. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of cool because I know when, when you were doing that work for McClure's yeah. bunch, they yeah. had bought a bunch of R, R07 engines yeah. from Gibbs when yep. we went to Toyota. Yep. Yep. I remember you calling up and said, oh, man, they were, they were changing yeah. cams. They got a brand new engine, right? That yeah. yep. basically had just won races. First thing they do is, oh, that engine's no good. Yeah, Let's change, change the camshaft. Cam. Tell the story. Oh, no. 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 Okay. No, Fair enough. No. <laughs> Too much work for nothing. Okay. Wow. For no reason. <laughs> but yeah. Registration mounts. And then yeah. Then uh, and like I said, my dirt stuff. I've got, you know, started my own business 20, 22 years ago. And Jason Lawson, he's my main guy. Oh yeah. He's been with. I guess since. Jason's well, awesome. Since day one. Yeah, Jason. I drug great. him out from uh, the hood of a, you know, diesel truck in a Chevrolet dealership. I knew he was a mechanic and could work on anything. Mm -hmm. And I said, you want to do this? Oh yeah. And so he's been with me the whole time, and Daryl and, and uh, Dave that helps mm -hmm. me with the cylinder heads. Yep. So I've got a good group, and all of us have been together for 15 to 20 years. Oh and goodness. it's like I said, it's turned a, a hobby and a, a passion and all that into a business that makes some money, and I still have fun. And you get to go racing. And I get to go racing. 
because you you people. actually race dirt late models and have actually traveled and done quite oh, yeah. a bit yeah yeah won quite a bit um my first race this year will be bristol okay i'm gonna go up there and then i'm possibly with volunteer speedway mm -hmm. you know i've won a ton of races i've been involved with that track for 20 years it's two miles from my shop and i for those who don't know it's called bulls, bulls gap. gap yep and uh we're working on right now having a, a late model race there the thursday before i don't know the date it's somewhere around the 15th of april mm -hmm. and it's going to be kyle larson myself and michael rigsby promoting this and having a, nice. a super late model race that's fantastic if it happens we're right. working on it right now right kyle larson he's, yeah yeah he's pretty good yeah he's pretty good he's pretty yeah. good pretty that's good too bad in, in anything on dirt pretty right well, exactly. anything with yeah. the wheel yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently yeah so yeah. dirt late models mostly 90 percent yep that is a crazy world in that uh, very popular kind of cultish yeah. atmosphere it's uh you know in the last five years it's really gotten popular mm -hmm. and it, my business is be it's doing better than it's ever done um other than getting parts you know everybody's struggling with that right. across the country but uh you know it the dirt late model scene is really exciting right now uh and they race pretty much i hope this isn't too much racing for the public but hell we're racing year round so we never get an off right. season no there is no we're off season constant i mean they're yeah. racing in vado new mexico tonight okay and then they'll race in uh, volusia county next week right and then it's on it's like 20 races in the next 30 days yeah it never so, stops no it never stops so talk for a little bit about the innovation because i know i mean we, we we've known each other for a long time mm -hmm. we actually even mm -hmm. developed some oils together like so the 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 driven xp5 mm -hmm. that product is something that you and i developed mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. because we, we saw some things with the full synthetic that just weren't for the dirt world for the dirt world yeah. it was yeah. spot on so we kind of did that so you several years ago and i can't remember the, the exact time frame you you might decided you know what i want to do my own block i want to do this wide board deal tell that story a little bit okay so i'm at mcclure's mm -hmm. When the R07 is in development, right, and there was an R99 cylinder head, and the R99 cylinder head was a four five hundred bore spacing engine, but the block, the bell housing mount, all that was the same as what we run in a dirt car. The R07 completely different. You right. had to re. There was way too much change to bring that into the sport. So when I saw this, I'm involved with some of the R&D with all the NASCAR stuff. Mm -hmm. Boy, that'd be a badass dirt engine. So it took two years i got a cylinder head mm -hmm. and basically started with that and piston rocker setup block the first three were billet blocks and we built them for uh, scott right Lucas. and showed up in florida the first year i think it was 2006 honestly mm -hmm. i mean it was a long time ago i thought so and he won i mean he won and there were people there were other people oh they need to outlaw that and i said it's dirt racing hell you can run a big block if you want to i right. said i just did this so it took a while to get dart is the first company that actually did a block for us that had the we've got our own lifter pattern on cam core pretty much our own cylinder head now it's it's cast just for us okay and uh kind of evolution of the r99 it's just rolled up and rolled up and and now it's uh i mean i'm a little prejudiced towards it but i think it's the best combination in the dirt racing but from running from a to b and i build the ford the r you know the ry45 i've yep. done them and the, the wedge engine and all all of them can win races don't get me wrong right but i think just driver preference with what's going on in our world or our sport 
this is the most versatile one that drives good when it's slick and it'll get the job done when it's just hammered down wide open. Yeah. Well, I yeah. remember when we were not long ago, I stopped by the shop mm -hmm. and you were kind of showing me hey, the manifolds. Mm -hmm. Man, the manifold yeah. for your engine with that style head versus the other manifolds, right. the line of sight. Line of sight, everything's straighter. You can make, and you don't have to have the volume in the manifold or the cylinder head to make power mm -hmm. upstairs with it. And it makes a lot more torque, which yeah, makes it, it more like drivable. Rebel. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I, people say, well, it makes more torque, it'll, it'll spin. No. If you're a driver and you have something that doesn't make torque and you're trying to accelerate, you go further, 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 and all of a sudden the thing takes off and it spins the tire. If it, if it runs, if it moves the car right here, then you can just be smooth on the gas and smooth off the gas and it goes A to B. And your driving background helps is, a lot. Helps a lot. Right. Yeah. Instead of that, uh, you know, the, the telephone game, right? right. Like, this is what it feels like. This is what it's doing. Yeah. Please make it better. Yep. Can yep. you? you understood that internally and right right and that's like i said i've driven other people's engines and there there are places that uh that like i said the there's great engine builders in this sport right and they all can win races but for my racing and most of the customers that i've dealt with um that race professionally like that combination better than the one that may just hit hard right here at the top yeah you know so it's uh well, I and, and really i get to drive was... the other ones and you know i felt them i'm like yeah i mean you can go fast with that thing mm -hmm. but here's what i don't like about it and right. and kind of like we're sitting here talking about all this we do that with drivers we've mm -hmm. gone to the racetrack and had this engine and this one and this one and all getting each other's cars right and get out and go okay let's talk about it so and that's helped me develop what we do because you understand different drivers have different driving oh, styles absolutely. and feels. Absolutely. So it's like what works for you may not work for that guy. And that why, that's where you can get That's why there's more than yeah. one way to skin a cat. Exactly. But what I always liked about you is that you're not afraid to try something. Right. Well, I mean, that's what makes it exciting. Right. I mean, that's the challenge and the, you know, the competitiveness mm -hmm. of the sport. And that's what I've loved about it the whole time. Yeah. You know, that's that's one of the reasons I, I chose to stay in this dirt world is is pretty wide door there you can you can play <laughs> right. in you yeah know? exactly well and that's something we hear about from everybody that uh, you know in the engine building game trade whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. uh, being restricted or limited in creativity mm -hmm. by rules they don't like it no it's no, they all hate it. rules they hate yeah. rules hate <laughs> well, restrictions limitations lack of creativity right and you know sometimes even the word it's less fun has crept in there we've heard that a couple of times oh, it is less fun Absolutely. it's less fun. i mean when you've got a, a manifold like the thing i've mm -hmm. worked real hard on but you just you can't run that because this radius is not it's got to be this radius it's got to be an eighth inch radius here it takes all the fun out of it then you then you're just going to a job you may as well work in a plant and make a thousand of those a day right you know i, I like to be innovative exactly it makes it fun Exactly, which is why we won't, uh, you can only talk about what you want to talk about, but I know there's some projects that you're working on right now that are kind of cool that's outside the box. Like no one's ever done that nope. in your arena, right? So we won't say anything about it, but, yep. you're, but you're thinking it's, outside the yeah, box. Yeah. And it'll be, um, yeah. it'll be better. I know it'll be better. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not telling anybody. That's why I gave you the option if you wanted to spill the yeah. or not. Top yeah. secret stuff going on. But I, I will warn you, or just advanced notice, so you can start thinking about it in the back of your head. You did mention that you you know raced with Earnhardt. And mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. So before we let you out of here, yeah. you're going to have to tell us some. You don't have to say it now. At some point, before we let you out of here, you got to drop some sort of 
Earnhardt's story on us because that mm. would be a big waste of you. You know, we, we got to extract that. I would be someone would beat me up so if I didn't. If so I here's didn't. what I find is interesting here. <laughs> now I know the origin story of Vic Hill. Cause, I mean, Vic has been doing this since the old manual hand Absolutely. grinding Carpal iron <laughs> yeah. heads yeah. doing yeah. all that. Yeah. Because we're going to rope you back in later. There's mm -hmm. a cylinder head roundtable with okay. Martin Gatson Brodix. Oh, yeah. yeah, you just got drafted in the roundtable, by, by the way. So, <laughs> yeah, you can't, you're only an hour away from home, so you're, it's no big deal. You can hang out well, at the It's Friday, though. It is Friday. It is Friday. It's, My guys even Chris, get off at Chris, 3 o'clock. Crystal will be okay. It's all right. It's all right. She, he's got to stay a little bit longer, right? right. Just let it go. Right. But anyway, that I, it was basically dumb luck that it was cylinder heads. If you hadn't gone to Childress yeah. and, and hooked up with him, yeah. it wouldn't have been cylinder heads. Just, if it had it been was, somebody it was else, the right it right timing. And then, like I said, it didn't, doing it the way I did it, um, and it wasn't just a party. It was like, it was going to college. It, right. was, it was preparing. So I didn't go there just to get a job and say I was on a NASCAR team. I wanted to learn. Right. And so the first, shit, I guess the first four to five years in that, mm -hmm. I didn't make any money. No. I mean, you, you got paid, but I didn't make any money. But I was learning. Right. Making myself exactly. more valuable. And then, yep. You know, it's turned into what it, it's turned into a great life. And, and yes. see, that's a that's a great uh, a life lesson for everybody out there. It's exactly. something that we hear about all the time on Hidden Horsepower. At the end, we always ask for advice, mm -hmm. and maybe something that people don't relate to, like a younger generation mm -hmm. don't relate to. It's like I'm not getting paid, but what I'm receiving is worth more than money. It's gonna pay dividends later. Well, you know, I, and that's a lot of people think that you can go in in our sport because it's innovative. It's not cut and dry the same. Um, kids will go to a school mm -hmm. and they'll come out of that school and they'll think I'm, I can make 80 grand a year building engines now well they can't because it it's not one specific thing you're doing when you're in that school it gives you a baseline of of you know these things basic are. thing but as far as to turn that and to generate a living out of that you have to make money so you have to produce so even though you know that that's a that's a bridge port and it turns on, mm -hmm. you gotta know how to use it and be around it. And like I said, I think the the schooling, be proficient exactly, using it. Exactly, exactly. Proficiency takes time. Live the experience. Experience, right. basically. Right. And and like I said, younger generations, I think sometimes are skewed on. Oh, they see all the money and the builder make expectation. Yeah, and uh, they don't realize what it took to get to that point. Right. And I think in your story, your example is. Yes, it's not just a fable that if you put in the effort and don't really make the money, but, but you're learning along the way, mm -hmm. the dividends do pay off down right, the road. Right. It's not a fable. It's not the, what your grandfather is telling you. Right. It's real. Like right. Everyone that's sat in this chair and done this mm -hmm. has always told us the same story, same Joe. Story. It's yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Same story. You work hard, not making a lot of money, but you learn. You make connections. And the mm -hmm. next thing you know, you're making money. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. You're successful or as successful as you want to be and enjoy it. That's right. my, that's the other thing. If you don't enjoy this sport, mm -hmm. don't get into it. Just to have a job because it can be very tough. You, you better be ready to work. You <laughs> yeah. better be ready yeah. to work. Yeah. Well, the thing is like when, so I'm an East Tennessee guy, which is one of the reasons mm -hmm. why I wanted him here. Mm -hmm. Right. I was went to the university of Tennessee right down the road in Knoxville mm -hmm. was married here, had our first kid here and all that. 
So when I would come over to visit our in-laws and stuff, I'd always come rolling yeah. up in here. And <laughs> I knew if I came rolling by the shop at 5 o'clock or 6, they're still going to be there. Yeah. And Vic would be on the dyno. And yeah. I mean, it's Vic running on the dyno, right? It's Vic Hill Racing Engines. It's not somebody else running the right, dyno. Right. It's Vic running the right, dyno. Right. We're in there trying fuel. I still, I would never forget that time. We, you, the first time you tried Q16. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was the first day I showed up. And we are touching that stuff, smelling that stuff. About 10 minutes later, we're like, Oh, oh my God! What the hell was that? Yeah. <laughs> Makes twenty more, but don't get too close to the can. I, I, I understand lake speeds so much more. Now. Yeah, sniffing gas. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I have to say, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. You kids, out. do not. Well, don't do that. Well, I, I, I was tempted earlier when Gary was up here. It's like. What's this stuff smell like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I literally grew up around, you know, racing cars. Man, that's, that's the first thing I remember are go-karts and mm -hmm. the sound of engines and two-strokes and... And the smell. And the smell. <laughs> and, you know, castor bean oil and methanol is the greatest smell yeah. in the world. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you gotta smell the stuff. I just didn't know it was a bad idea. Sorry, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. People, uh, it, it's uh, those aspects are ingrained in the experience, right? Mm -hmm. they, right. The smells, the sights, the sounds, oh, yeah. all of those things are part of it. Mm -hmm. It's not just one thing. It's not just cool cars right. or competition. Right. It's this whole extra sensory thing. That's what motorsports is. Right. That's what we're selling. And that's why everybody who watches on TV, you know, you're getting some of it. Mm-hmm. But you're not getting. You're not getting the the real deal. You're not getting right. the real deal. The real yeah. deal happens at the yeah. track, and yeah. I know in NHRA that's our biggest problem. Yeah, that's our biggest problem. It's like, man, we wish you could pull you out there because we would change your perspective. Absolutely. Oh yeah. It I is. mean, the first time I went to one of those, the Top Fuel and everything, I'd been around the NASCAR and all mm -hmm. that, and I'd never been to one. And that it was the Bristol. Oh yeah. Whatever the spring or fall, I can't remember which one. And when the, I'm telling you, when the funny cars got up there. Mm-hmm. And, I, and you know, I'm standing right there at the fence, and they come right. by, and your whole body shakes like right. whole. Hey, 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 oh yeah, 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 yeah it's exciting. Like how, how, do, how does it even? How does it even happen? Yeah, right. Yeah, even my wife and kids who could care less about racing, right, like going to a drag race to yep. see the fuel cars run. Yep, <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah. So you you mentioned there's projects that you're working on, but you can't mention what what they are. What, but you know, when could it's, we uh, maybe know about those things? Like, what's a timeline? I hope uh, we would already be on the on the project now, uh, but we're waiting on blocks. Ah, you know, like right. I said, oh, it's a part okay. supply change. It's a part it's, supply it's, that's actually slowed this whole process down. Um, you know, Mark Fritz is here, and actually, I talked to him. We're going to try to do something together, and I think um, six months. I mean, it. it I was hoping to have it right now, but everything got slowed down on the parts end of it that I had to just, you know, people got to have an engine to race, so sure. I couldn't chase this, right. and they're gonna start racing now. So I would say six months. A Excellent. project like this is just like building a, a brand new house from yeah. scratch. Yeah. It's gonna cost more and take longer than everything it's going to. Oh, those first engines, the first wide bore, the, you know, the billet block, hell, we had 60 grand in that thing, which is not feasible for a dirt. dirt no. Car, but we wanted to build it. Right, and Bob Miller, that actually sponsored Scott, is mm -hmm. one said, "Let's let's do that." And if it wasn't for him, I couldn't have done it at that time in my business. Right. I mean, he was a big part of it. Yeah, because that that money at that time oh, is huge. like triple what a, yeah. a whole motor would cost. And it was yeah, the block and just the R and D for that part right. of it. it was outrageous. Now, so what when you went to the wide bore, mm -hmm. how, how much of a change in bore was it? What was the where were um, you? What did you go to? Well, that's that's another part of the evolution. All right, so we went to. Um, it was like four one sixty five, mm -hmm. and we went to four 
240. Okay. Okay. And I actually, you know, I drove those things at Scott's too. And uh, so I built myself one. And 4250 is where I started it. And I raced it. And I'd had an engine that was close to that same cubic inch, just with a bigger mm -hmm. crankshaft and a smaller bore before. And I told Jason, I said, yeah, this thing's better, but it's not like, wow. So I raced it there some, and we did it again. And we went to 4260. Mm -hmm. Pretty much the same thing. When that thing hit 4280 with my valve spacing and, and mm -hmm. valve angles and all that, same camshaft, same engine, other than the bore, it was a different animal. I said, that's the sweet spot. So we, we went back and just pretty much everything we did from then on at that point, we started the bore at 4280. Okay. And they'll say, oh, you're taking life out of the block. I said, we're not doing this for life. We're doing this to, to win. Right. And, uh, and still at that point, you've got more rebuilds in it than the block's going to live through. Right. So this new project is kind of along those lines, um, but the engine will be lighter and it will, it'll be bigger. It'll be just as, it'll be basically, if you had a, a, a curve of how these things run now, it would be the same curve. It would just be right here. Just move it up. Yeah. Excellent. I'm not looking for anything here or here to upset our balance right now. It's just a straight up. All right, we got just a couple of minutes to go in this interview. At the end of each hidden horsepower, I ask for advice for the next generation. I feel like you kind of put it put it out there. Yeah. I have no racing experience at all, but I really want to do it. Please give me a job uh, over and over again. And eventually they did, and you worked for a month with no pay. No pay, yeah. Just yeah, kept showing up. There's your advice. Yeah. Right. Let's hear a Dale yeah. Earnhardt story. Really, the only real good one I've got, and this it involves Bob. This is This is 86. Okay. Okay. So we go to the banquet mm -hmm. and uh, won the championship, all the hoopla. Well, we all, the whole team goes back to Earnhardt's suite mm -hmm. after it's over. And Bob Gurrell, I don't know if you know this or not, but back in that day, he said Morgan Shepard was the best race car driver ever to drive a race car. Okay. Okay. He would take just a bucket of junk and make the race. So they're all giving speeches. And this is about the time, this right before I'm going to go to Wall Wax and I'm supposedly going to drive this car. And I'm winning dirt races every week, every week. And uh, so Earnhardt's up there and everybody's getting up and giving a speech about Dale or the mm -hmm. season or whatever. And um, so Bob gets up on this table. Now, I had been around Dale Earnhardt none, really. At the track, you'd see, you know, none. He didn't hang out at the shop a hell of a lot. And um, so I'm standing right behind Dale. Dale's right here and right here. And so Bob gets up, and everybody's had drinks and whatever. And so Bob gets up there on the table, and he's like, all right. He said, I've got to, I've got to you know, correct myself. He said, Dale Earnhardt's definitely the best race car driver that's ever been, and so on and so forth. And then he, he says, right, can I say this? He says, uh, I'm going to say it. Yeah. But that little cocksucker standing right behind you <laughs> is going to be beating your ass in a few years. And Earnhardt goes, I'm going, I look like Snoopy back out. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, origin of the, yeah. the origin of the emoji. Yeah, well, I was like, uh, that, that's Bob. I don't, I don't know. 
<laughs> but that was a that was about the only good Earnhardt story. I mean, there's some other little ones, but that was probably no. The that's most good. Classic. That's that's a that's a great one. I'm sure. <laughs> and and, and that's par that. for the course for that time period too, right? For that I mean, time I mean, period, and Bob Grell, if anybody yeah, knew him, I mean, this guy's a character. I mean, still is. Yeah. Uh, but 80s NASCAR team people were characters. Like absolutely, yeah, they could curse like sailors, and that was how it was. The first race I went, I'll tell you this: the first NASCAR race I went to, I was dying to go to the race. I'm mm-hmm. working there. But the first one I went to, I rode with Chocolate Myers yep. to Richmond, Virginia, oh, in a Volkswagen bus that wouldn't <laughs> run 40 off a cliff. It was like, are we ever going to get there? And you're just a big chocolate driving with chocolate, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it was a lot of fun. That's a guy I could tell some stories right there. Oh, hell yeah, oh, good. Yep. Well, the, whole, the whole character thing. Like, I, you know, yeah. not like you're a character. No, no, no. Right? Just standard. Mellow kind of, kind of character. <laughs> but that's what people like, and that's what legends come from. And that's yep. why mm-hmm. people want to tell these stories over mm-hmm. and over again mm-hmm. and that's why i couldn't let you get out of here without <laughs> yeah. you're like all right i know this guy's got something that's gonna be awesome and you hey you asked for it yeah, yeah. yeah. You, got it. you got it i've been around long enough to figure that out like, i know when there's a good story just under the surface right and this guy's got a bunch too you just you oh know, yeah the yeah. thing is can you tell it that's the thing about stories is that can you tell the story you know one of the things Publicly. that i've seen is uh, publicly or not through the through those years is definitely built that sport because yeah. the characters not mm-hmm. that you agreed with them but they were characters right so it, it fascinated you to go i gotta watch this deal i gotta yeah. see what's going on with this and it was everybody and, it wasn't just the drivers yeah, no, it, it was, was the, the crew whole, chiefs yeah. the engine builders yeah. back in the day it wasn't yeah. just dale Earnhardt. it was robert yates yeah. and waddell wilson yeah and, and yeah. you know uh you mentioned kale Kale. Like this yeah, guy Kale. that we yeah. throw him out there, he's you know icon, legend. Right. Yeah, I mean yeah. the the Dale Emmons of the world and all that. They they were mm-hmm. all part of the mix. Mm-hmm. You know that's what made it good. I mean Jeff Hammond, those kind of guys. That's what was cool. You had all those different characters, and it was who's going to have the upper hand. Right. Who's going to come up oh, with over the, the next winter? thing? Yeah. Over the winter back then, you know, the cars and the, mm-hmm. I remember when the Pontiac came out, you know, and everybody was, oh, that thing looks like a space shuttle and whatever, and it ended yeah. up not being any good. But no, it was, ugly. it was, it was terrible. <laughs> but yeah, all that stuff was, uh, it made it a lot more fun back then, I think, than, than what's going on right now. It's, it's too, well, that's I mean, the, it's, that's it's the, just controlled so much. Right. Like I said, that's why I love dirt racing. Well, I, well so one last little thing I want to get out of you, because okay. I, I know you had this experience. One thing is different about building a dirt motor versus an asphalt motor. Because I know one time, I know one time you were working on some stuff for your own car, and you went to Eldora, and you had some, we'll call it some lighter weight parts in the engine, and you're like, man, this thing's going to be awesome, and it was not what you expected. No, because you figured out like that- I said, the dirt, the dirt world, from the beginning of the night to the end of the night, the track changes so much that the engine has to be more versatile. Well, at that point, you're going to give up a little bit on both ends of that spectrum to make it do, as I said before, A to B mm-hmm. consistently all night from the from the traction, all you can get when you mm-hmm. get there. And at the end of the race, the track slows down three seconds and it's slick as, you know, yep. flicker and hell. So you can't get a hold of the racetrack. So that's what you're, the, the asphalt's pretty much, I know it changes, it but changes. not near like a dirt deal. No. No, and you yeah. don't have a cushion either. Yeah, yeah, you don't build a cushion up halfway through and say, well, I can bank off that if right. I get too yeah, loose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Makes a big difference. Yeah. Well, we already know that Vic is going to be back. He's been drafted into the round table. <sighs> yep. Keeping me here late. Yeah, oh, it's hmm. Friday. We gotta, <laughs> listen, once a uh, certain time happens, it's going to become happy hour yeah. at the end of the yes. Expo. It does happen. Be good. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be a good thing. You're going to love that. But Vic, thank you very much right. for joining us on Indoors Power. Yep. It was yes, awesome. Sir. Lake, another great one. Oh, it's fantastic. 
This hidden horsepower is a throwback to the Engine Performance Expo to remind you that the 2023 Engine Performance Expo will be January 13th and 14th. Go to YouTube, type in Engine Performance Expo, subscribe, click the bell. You'll never miss a second. People are signing on as we speak. It is going to be great. And hidden horsepower, the next couple of weeks, we're going to have great guests from the Engine Performance Expo to give you a taste of what it's all about. And if you love hidden horsepower, write us a review. Give us five stars, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and remember, always make Total Seal your first call, not your last call. I'm Joe Costello, and we'll see you next time on Hidden Horsepower, presented by Total Seal.